mode for the San Jose Jazz Festival, so I'm excited about that. Um, what other things I have been doing? Um, I'm looking for a place to live. That's always a big thing that I'm always doing. Um, so that's something. We, we don't know when that will happen, but it will happen at some point. So uh, I know I'm kind of preparing for that. Uh, I don't know. I don't really have a lit- like any revolutionary Thing. Revolutionary! Uh, did I miss uh, something? Like maybe I might have missed like, something. I? So yeah, no, I think I think I'm just pretty basic this week, like just getting ready for some music festivals and you know, we're gonna get ready for a second thing. And um yeah, like that's it. I don't have any like this is the lesson I learned this week. That's not happening today. No, it's not so, happening today. Yeah. What about you? Um my <laughs> week was really good. Um, I especially appreciated getting to run into you. Oh, <laughs> like, yeah, so that's right. At our favorite coffee place. Mm-hmm. Shout out Nirvana Soul Coffee, which is funny because like everyone, else, like if you listen, everybody knows we're fans. There's, yeah. they're the best over there. Yeah. And I don't, we've never gone in together. So that was just funny. Like you went in and she was like, Veronica, you know everyone? They're oh, like, yeah. kind of, you know <laughs> Yeah. The leading, the leading barista, um, Lady in charge, Miss Veronica. Veronica. Miss Veronica. Uh, she was like, "Dang, Veronica, you know everybody." I'm like, "Yeah." That's <laughs> because me. we're in there so often, we're, <laughs> but we're, we're never in there, there together. All the time. So it was cute. Yeah. It was real cute. Yeah. So if you guys are ever in downtown San Jose and you guys need some coffee, some black-owned coffee, yes. go check out Nirvana Soul. They always be doing the do. And they're always progressing and like striving for the best now they're roasting their own beans and doing the thing Mm -hmm. i'm very happy for them i can't wait to see what they do next yeah all on their instagram story too like i saw the cutest thing and there i'm trying to carefully pour this beverage and another beverage carefully pouring her beverage um like in their Instagram story, they got an, they got they got like a cute like place to like roast their own beans, and they Small also beans. even like the things inside of their little mini warehouse matches the aesthetic of their more of their main store. Like we saw that they had a forklift, and forklifts usually come in like yellow or some like bright color. Cautionary, yeah, cautionary <laughs> colors. Forklift. Yeah, yeah, it's a forklift, um, but. <laughs> Theirs was pink, just like the theme of their store. And so I was like, this is so head-ass of you guys. It is. It is. Quite head-ass. The head-assery. Yeah, but no, it's cute. I'm really glad that, like, you know, every step that they've been taking since they're open, since they've been opening, like, not only that, you know, the people that they hire are so warm and so nice and always happy to see people, but, like, you know, they're just, they're doing the thing. They're making their own beans. They're getting their name out there, excuse me. And, um... 
Yeah, they're just... Oh, and also, like, I mean, who doesn't hate coffee and waffles? Mm. Coffee and waffles. 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 And not, just waffles. Any, and not just any waffles. Like, they will put chorizo and bacon in their waffles. They'll put cheese in their waffles. And, like, it's really good. Like, you think, like, wait, why would I put a savory and a sweet thing? When I'm like, well, if you think about it, people love waffles and chicken. So chicken and waffles. Chicken and waffles. Me always trying to flip the script with sayings. Uh, but anywho. Waffles and chicken. But no, like, they do uh, make these, like, specialty waffles, which are really great. Fresh. Fresh, yes. Fresh, fresh, fresh. Fresh, never frozen. Never frozen. <laughs> they're, also, they're, the, the food that they yes, have there from the French vegan spot. vegan muffins and um, mm-hmm. mochi cakes and cookies and yeah. croissants. My order's always something with a cookie. Something with a cookie. Yeah, I'm I, always like, Jeronica, I want that cookie. She's I like, what about the muffin? I'm like, I know. I, I know. know. I know. I'm aware. I, I am aware. It's it's my it's my, uh, it's my my weak sup- it's my weak spot and sweet spot. Ooh, weak spot. Sweet spot. This is gonna be the next culinary (laughs) second. Weak spot. Sweet spot. Sweet spot. The weak spot. I like it. Let's do it. Remember how I was like, what weak things? The weak shit. Oh wait, no, that's not weak shit. But it's sweet. It's sweet. Sweet. It's sweet and my weak spot. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Yes, indeed. Yes. Hmm. Now people know your vulnerable, <laughs> your vulnerable spots. My vulnerable spots. Yeah, if I walk by Nirvana Soul, I can't just like walk by Nirvana Soul. That's One that. does not simply walk by Nirvana Soul. That's right. That's right. Oh, but what else? What else? Is what else in my week? More you. Stop! <laughs> was no, nice. don't no, center yourself got, around me. It's I, about I you. To. This is about you. Bruh, I went to work and literally one of our like community liaisons walked in and was like. Do you know Veronica? And I was like, what the hell? <laughs> I literally just saw her. It was great. And then later on, if you follow me on Instagram, you would have seen that there was some live music there. We did a little summer barbecue for our residents mm-hmm. um, where I work. And it was great and it was excellent. And there was live music there. Excellent. And of course... Veronica knows every musician in San Jose, apparently, and was immediately on my video like, oh, here's so-and-so, and here's so-and-so, and they were so great, and they were like, <laughs> I was like, who do you not know? Uh, was it, I think it was the Acoustic Arts Collective? It was the Acoustic Collective, yeah, it was a group, a, a blue... A, a bluegrass, but not simply just bluegrass group, um, led by Jason Kaiser. So, yes. yeah, Jason, lovely. shout out Thank to you. you. They are all also uh, Downcast and Drive interview alumni. Yay. So, they have been on the pod the before. Yeah. It was great. Yeah. So, my week was awesome. I had live music, mm-hmm. happy residents, good food. They got yummy barbecue. Everybody was behaving. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> behaving. Behaving. Yes. Behaving. So, my week was great. Yeah, so um, things that happen in pop culture. Um, we haven't done a lot of current events. I mean, the only, or actually, let's step back. We we have a current event section as well as a pop culture section. So, like, current events as for local stuff. Like, my, the only thing I have to say about anything local is, like, get vaccinated, guys. Delta variant is real. Like, just just do it. If the booster shot comes out and the booster shot things shows everything that's all nice and clear get the booster shot just like just don't make it complicated for yourself just do it because like apparently delta is like a lot more contagious the the incubation period is a lot shorter but also the 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 sustain or not sustain how you're going to endure that sickness is also going to be about maybe four to five days longer than the typical COVID. So just get vaccinated. Like, that's all I have to say. Because we just we just took down the mandate 
sort of like we can we were allowed to be indoors without masks and we are now having to put our masks back on based on on county regulations so just do yourself a favor get vaccinated there's so many vaccination sites there was an emergency thing that went on our phones saying just to get vaccinated right yeah there was i've been uh like a lot of my friends have been sending me like a a bunch of like anti-vaccination things Mm -hmm. and i don't know if it's because they are maybe living in areas that like are not as heavily affected Mm -hmm. um which is definitely a possibility i mean we have a high population out here Mm -hmm. and we have a lot of people visiting moving through We've got... And I hate to say it, everyone likes, loves California, so the moment that they know that they can travel out here, they're going to do it. They're tra- yeah, there's, so it's just, there's a lot of people And vice here. versa, like, people are trying <clears throat> to go to all the vacation spots, like, places like, you know, Florida, places like New York, places like the, the, the Europeans. The, <laughs> the uh, Europe. So, <laughs> yeah! Like, the Europe's. <laughs> the land of the whites. Place, places over there, over the seas. but also like you know there's also other places that don't have the vaccination access like we do here in the united states so like just do the diligence there's so many places to get it done i don't care if you have to fight with your your non-science mother or non-science grandparent about just go do it just go do it like just get that done like it's just one of those things like that so you can come to cons (laughs) so we can go to cons and it turns up like you know mag MAGFest is happening in January. I would love to go, but if everyone's being all like, nah, I'm not going to get vaccinated. I'm just going to, like, everyone, like, just then, like, then it's over. Like, then we don't get to have fun. And everyone's sad again for another year. Everyone was very sad this year. Everyone was very sad this year. I was hella sad. I was sad on the podcast. I'm like, I don't know. I'm just over it. I'm like, it'll be okay. It'll be all right. I know. Miss Oodles and Noodles. Oodles and Noodles. Great. But yeah, so moving along, um, I saw an interesting thing uh, that happened uh, with a movie release, and no, yes. not about Black Widow trying to sue Black Widow, so we're not going to talk about that. <laughs> oh my god. Um, another movie... You didn't even get to see it yet. I know, I know. Yeah. Scarlett's like, no, I need my coins, hoes. I need them coins. Run um, me that check. Run me that check. Yeah, she's... She's like, a bitch better have my money. <laughs> Isn't she the one that everyone memes about, too? Yes, about constantly. how she, she'll she do every role? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Okay. I want a movie where Scarlett Johansson plays as Charlize Theron, and Charlize Theron plays as Scarlett Johansson. I just saw a meme about them being, like, old, badass ladies, and they'll do, like, <laughs> an Expendables when they're, like, in their 60s. Yes! like, a group of badass Sa- women. Listen, Sandra Bullock. Right? As the leader of the pack. Like Oceans, what was Oceans 12? Oceans 12, Oceans 11, Oceans 9. The one with the women. (laughs) The one with the women. The one with Riri. (laughs) Lord. Uh, no, that would be cool, actually, because I really like Charlize and the old guard. Fox will be the the boss. What are you talking about? Yes. (laughs) Uma Thurman? Uma Thurman will be in there. Uma Thurman would be in there. All these action, these action ladies. I feel like, I feel like, you know who needs to appear in that? Lizzo. Lizzo would be great. Lizzo would be amazing. Just get her squ- her and her squad of like dancers. And I'm talking about like Sequest, I see you, girl. But like and Grace Holden, I see you, girl. And then Sophia Eris, I see you, girl. Like, you know. I- <laughs> That's her crew. But like, yeah, no, that would be kind of cool. Um, yeah, no, that would be real. Like the Expendables. Like- <laughs> yes. Oh 
my god it's great that would be really good like what would what would like the personality types be like you know sandra bullock is kind of like quirky and charlize is like just the quiet like we gotta do this but also scarlett johansson's like that too like we gotta do this like very you know extra yeah not extra just just like mellow when they act i feel like scarlett's got a trying to be like an edge edgy girl Oh, you know who would break that type of mood though? Mm-hmm. Like Lizzo. as a, no, <laughs> but as like in a good way, like in a good way, it would be. Um, damn it! I just had her Leslie Jones. Ooh. Leslie Jones. Yeah. Yes, and yeah. let's just throw Margaret Cho in there because why? Why not? Why not? Why not? <laughs> She's hilarious. We can get we can get a little bit of Ada Wong in there too. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I like it. I like it already. Yeah. See, okay, so we just did a movie pitch. We, we did a movie pitch. If anybody I wants to donate it. to us, please pay us in cash because we don't have any foundations to donate to. Yeah, we have no Patreon. Not yet. We have no Patreon. <laughs> no one to patronize us. Oh no. Oh man, the things we do for love. Uh, but yeah, so there is a movie coming out that's not that. Um, <laughs> that I actually was a little bit peeved by. Yes, um, please. It's the, uh, what is the house? The house. The house. The Gucci. The house of Gucci. The house of Gucci. 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 Gucci, Gucci, Gucci down to the sock. It's chic. Chic. Fashion. Fashion? It's passion. What's the other? Diamonds. <laughs> I was like. <laughs> Glamour. 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 <laughs> but yes, there is a movie coming out in November called House of Gucci. It's starring Lady Gaga. Which, we, hello, we love. We love, and Adam Driver, homeboy from Star Wars. Uh, and we got we got ourselves um, some Pacino. We got ourselves the Godfather himself. Some classics. Yeah, we got some Al Pacino and Robert De Niro. I think Robert De Niro's in it. We got Salma Hayek. Mm. But the most... Not that he's being problematic. Ah, I mean, it's but a his, his just a little bit. But we got some Jared Leto in there. We got some Jared Leto in a fat suit, and um, also looking maybe twenty to thirty years older than he actually does. Because there are no older actors. Yeah, because no one ste- also because no one in the dad bod that could possibly fill this role. Yeah, no one who is uh, you know Italian. Might have a little bit of the whiskey belly. Um, loves pasta. Might, loves. That's racist. <laughs> Everyone loves pasta. You don't get the belly from not loving pasta. I'm sorry. Like, nobody's out here like, oh, yes, I got all of this gut from beer. No. Yes. No, yes. gut came from carbonara, marinara. Oh, my God. Deliciousness. Thank you. Pasta. But apparently we couldn't find... No, there was no actor who was able to step up to the plate who looked like they were about 65 years old and could play one of the family members from the Gucci household. So, anywho. Yeah, so this movie is obviously about uh, the legendary fashionistas. um, God, what's their name? Gucci. I'm just going to call him Gucci because I can't remember the name off the top of my head. It's just a respect. But that movie... In a way, when I saw the when I saw the initial trailer and I saw Lady Gaga, I was like, okay, like, I I don't hate this because I love Gaga. Like, I love Lady Gaga. Like, I like. I mean, and this is very much her wheelhouse. Yeah. Fashion film. Fashion. Watch. Yeah, fashion from film. her own Italian roots. Watch. It's just basically paparazzi the movie. That's basically what that was, with um, a little bit more of a '80s take on fashion, maybe I'm '90s take on fashion. You. Till you love me. Papa, paparazzi. And I really just wanted 
a big dude in a suit. And his name is Papa Rossi. Hey, <laughs> what's up, Papa? <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> You're welcome. You're welcome. You're welcome. So on to the issue at hand. I think me and Kylie, we already just like kind of hit the thing on the nail. So like basically we were, when I was watching this trailer, like I'm like, oh, okay, Adam Driver's in it, whatever. And we have, um, who else was in there? Like Sama Hayek, whatever, that's fine. And like Al Pacino's in here, that's fine, whatever. And then we see Jared Leto and I'm like, and I squinted, I'm like, Jared Leto he's that guy from isn't he that guy from 30 seconds of mars and then i'm like isn't that also the joker and then i'm like why is he why does he look so old so i did a little bit of research and i checked it out i'm like is this method acting is this a suit? They aged him. he spent so much time under the heat lamp yeah and then there was a picture that was released on another on another like blogger site saying like this is what he looked like in may 2021 and he looked fine he looked like he was in his like whatever 40s that looked 30s and so i'm like oh okay so they put a bald cap on him and they just you know wisped out his hair i mean everybody wears wigs these days so that's fine um and then um you know we saw the gut and then we saw the double chin and i'm like that's not the things that Jared Leto has. And don't get me wrong, good g- kudos on Jared Leto for staying fit. Whatever. But I'm like, <laughs> you guys well, couldn't find someone else to do this role that actually fit that? Like, don't get me wrong. Like, you know. Well, I- to be fair, we don't know um, since we haven't, like, the movie's not, like, out, out, out. But so, uh, out, 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 out. <laughs> so we don't know if he was, like, in there in his little skinny self and then later, like, ages through the film and then ends up in a fat suit. Like some Benjamin Button shit. Like some like- weird Benjamin. <laughs> Like backwards Benjamin Button. <laughs> so like regular aging Benjamin Button. Um, yeah, so we don't know. Like maybe he's thin at the beginning and it's just, uh, ends up in a fat suit somewhere. But I am i don't think that's the case. No, I, I don't think, think that's the case. They definitely like nutty professored him. Nutty in, professored in him. It's not good. And especially speaking as a larger woman who doesn't necessarily see herself represented in films and is like constantly aware of fat erasure mm-hmm. and is just like actively seeing um, <laughs> smaller fats, thinner fats, smaller fats, <laughs> smaller lean fats, fats. <laughs> lean fats, hilarious. 80% lean and 20% fat. No, it's just constantly you are seeing beef like, this push uh, or seeing like plus size models who are like not actually plus size like they're just average women <laughs> like average size women yeah and so it's like to see this uh erasure like anywhere just makes me upset i'm like you could have gotten an actual like plushy person to play this role there's someone who actually could have fit this role you didn't have to do this jared leto i mean if you still have if you're still begging like you know betty white to act and like you know god bless her soul b arthur acting at her at her age when she was acting like then you could have found somebody of that age who was a man instead of like having to dress them up to be the way that they are like no one stepped up to the plate to do this film like no one else no one else. Also, I have, I don't know how you personally feel about Jared Leto and his acting. Um, let let's just say if you were to line up all of the Jokers on like a catwalk, just just a catwalk, I don't know, just line them all up and all the Jokers in film history. So I'm talking about Jack Nicholson. Um, <laughs> oh, why couldn't they get Jack Nicholson? He why couldn't they gotten Jack Nicholson? They could have gotten Jack Nicholson. He would have been perfect. Perfect. He would have been perfect, darling. Come oh through. my god. <laughs> through a natural dad bod. They could have they could have just like oh my god. Anyway, yeah, so my whole point is like I 
Jared Leto, yeah, I'm actually not that impressed. I didn't even watch Suicide Squad. I was going to watch it because of Will Smith. I watched it. You watched it? Yes. Yeah. But again, Jared, Jared Leto, just... Like not a, that it's going to be like a we hate Jared Leto fan club, but... No, I like 30 Seconds to Mars. 30 Seconds to Mars is great. I, just I mean, think Jared Leto everyone... is in that group, right? I'm like fact-checking myself. Yeah. <laughs> Let me just make sure it's 30 seconds. She's like, that is him. Mars. I'm pretty right? sure it that's him. I'm pretty him. sure that's him. It is him. Let's uh, just make sure that it is him. It Let's is just him. keep talking, Kylie. Well, keep talking. Just keep fucking talking. The whole, <laughs> so much deeper. Uh, no, I just, the whole oh, yeah, fat suit thing has to end, all right? It's got to go. There's no excuse for it. It was it's funny not, when Eddie Murphy did it. No, I don't even think it was really funny then. And a lot of people are going to be like, oh, you just don't have a good sense of humor. But it's just like... The problem is the fact that use of the fat suit is automatically defaulting fatness as a comedic trope, okay? Or a gimmick. Or a gimmick, and it's just like, all it is used to do is literally fucking shame big women. It's like, the fat suit thing is like, oh yes, we're fat and we're funny, look at our, like, folds flap or, like, our awkward movements. But also, like... It's just not... Yeah, and I think in context of this, because it is a man dressing up as a fat man, like, it's the same thing. I'm not a man. I can't tell you what fat men feel, but I'm sure they are feeling some of the same... I'm sure that there's been so many times where, like, there's been a fat comedian and they've been never taken serious because of their weight. Or that's the only thing that they are, like... Like, think about, like, look at Gabriel Iglesias, right? I think everybody takes him seriously. He makes fun of his own weight. He's very, like, self-deprecating. Yeah, but absolutely. But, like, if you were to see him in the street, like, how many times do you think he receives, like, oh, hey, man, tell a joke, or being like, hey, it's nice to meet you. You know, like, what's the ratio to that? I think people are just, like, buying him tacos and donuts because he's, like, genuinely a sweet guy. Oh, okay. That's fair. I think he gets all the love. I okay. think... Maybe poor example. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, but he's also one of those people that has, like, embraced his size and talks about his size first before anyone else could really just be like, oh. oh that's fair. Yeah. But, you know, if you are not a comedian, if you are not putting yourself out on that stage and, like, making yourself vulnerable like that... I think it's it is jarring to like to see people in a fat suit because it's automatically like I'm making fun of you. I'm making fun of you, but also to know like it's it's I'm making there's... fun of you and this role like is only valuable because I'm a thin person in a fat suit, not because if this role was actually filled by someone who was fat. Yeah, 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 exactly. No, I like that. And I like that as in like that's true. <laughs> yeah, like so and so like that that's just it's problematic. Yeah, and then there's already also, like, other things that's, you know, an extension, kind of an extension of this, but an implication of all this is that, you know, aside from Hollywood, there is, like, a sense of fat phobia in, like, workplaces in general, right? Like, no one wants to, no one wants to hire anybody who seems like they're over 200 and whatever pounds. No one wants to hire anybody if they have the double chin. No one wants to hire anybody, you know, if, like, their arms jiggle just a little bit, you know, and, and then also there's the implication that fat people are also lazy, like... You know, there's there's a weird correlation of that. If you see someone who's overweight, they're like, they're lazy. When they completely throw all the other things that could have contributed to their body, the form of their body, like, you know, hormones. Or like maybe they, they hurt themselves and they can't move the same way anymore. And so they're trying to readjust to that new lifestyle. Or, you know, just depression. Like, just depression. Or they're rich. Yeah. They're rich and they have money and they're unbothered, darling. Oh, my gosh. And poor nutrition. Let's talk about that, too. Yes. Like the access to actual Or they're health. very poor. Like, you're either very rich or you're very poor and you can only afford to Fuck you. Things. I'm rich. 
I am rich and fat and fuck you. <laughs> yeah, no, I am, I am poor and fat. <laughs> and it came from grocery deserts, food deserts and whatnot. Thanks, yeah. But, yeah, no, I, that's exactly it. So, like, that, so to hear that they chose a skinny man to dress up as somebody, as somebody that's fat, and then just, at the end of the day, you can just take it off, like, that's just... Bullshit. Yeah. Like I said, it may have like worked like maybe 20, 30 years ago and we still would be just talking about it being like, this is bullshit. This is bullshit. But now that like there's so much access to immediate like spread of information and all that stuff, like it's just like, it was just an unmindful thing. Like someone should have known better on that casting crew. But yeah, so <sighs> since we disapprove of the... We disapprove. I but just there's also, also, like, it's a fashion film, and it's, like, already there's so much pressure on, like, larger bodies in fashion, mm-hmm. and so to have this fat suit thing, it's just a further extension of Be- problems I have with the fashion industry yeah. and sizing. And because of our disapproval. Yes. Everyone should disapprove. Especially Everyone. the family. The family does not like this film, apparently. The family does not look... Family. We have support <laughs> of the Gucci family, okay? Gucci family is straight up like the great-grandchildren of the lead of this film. Um, God, I should really just look up the name. I'm not prepared, guys. My bad. She's not prepared. Uh, I think it's like afraid. I think it's Paolo Gucci. To come on here and House of Gucci. Fly by our pants looking things up. Yeah. So House of Gucci was actually based off of a... Um, book which is called House of Gucci sensational story of a murder which I shouldn't be doing that <laughs> I mean it's because yeah. that's what the actors are doing that's the act no we're doing cra- <laughs> oh they are those yeah. crazy Italian actors look listen they <laughs> American <laughs> actors are great but I don't know what it is about American actors like we just can't get the accents right you know what I mean UK actors but also, why come over here why couldn't they hire Italian actors I don't know, because we're, it's being made in America. Well, and it's like, you're actors, I get it, you're going to act, but just like, <laughs> we need to get better about, I don't know, maybe getting some vocal coaches to work on those those accents, <laughs> because they're a doozy, oh boy. <laughs> yeah, so this is this is a film based off of Maurizio Gucci, who is also the great, the great, great grandkids are the ones that see this, and they're like, we don't like this. We don't. We don't agree. This is a huge disappointment. We didn't ask for this. We didn't want this to happen. I know it's based off of a book, whatever, but, like, who asked us? No one. Like, if you're going to do a biographical film, like, ask the family to make sure that it's okay. Because, like, once the film gets released, you know who's going to be being like, so I'm going to talk to a lawyer. They're going to come. I'm going to talk to somebody. You better ask the family first. Yeah. Yeah. Before you make a film. About the house of Gucci. Is that your Italian? <laughs> Is that your godfather? That's accent? my godfather. Okay. <laughs> On this the day of my daughter's wedding. <laughs> Speaking of accents, but I'm not an American actor, so it's fine. It's uh, fine. I so, dabble. We'll dibble dabble. Yeah, so like, yeah, it's just like... Mm-hmm. So yeah, if the family's straight up like, we don't like this film, then why? I don't understand why they're even moving forward with it. But you know, Hollywood and movies and production agencies, they're like, nah, fuck that shit. We're going to do our vision and it has Lady Gaga in it. So it's going to make money. And that's usually what the whole thing is. So I don't know. I'm just, I'm a little like, meh. Like this is, I wanted to watch it because of Lady Gaga. And now I'm like, I don't want to watch it because I sold out that suit. You can just skip forward through his scenes. 
We can skip forward. Yeah, we you know when you double tap on YouTube and it goes goes ahead ten seconds. <laughs> that would work. Okay, so other things in pop culture, but also things to appreciate uh, our blackness, and also make sure that we're bringing attention to blackness. Um, we want to just say um, a couple of words about the whole Simone Biles, Shakari Richardson, and Naomi Osaka dilemma, which is also uh, which. On Twitter, I noticed that Surya uh, Bonnelly has been popping up virally trending. again. She's trending. She's trending again um, because she is a black woman who is an ice skater who was um, also snubbed by the Olympics. Also snubbed by the Olympics where she should have gotten first place. Now, everyone's like, but their mental health. They just didn't want to do it because of their mental health. I'm like, okay, so let's <laughs> talk about mental health. What does mental health mean, Kylie? Um, well, I mean, just not even, um, only talking about mental health, but... No, everyone wants to say mental health and just call it, that's it. Yeah. They, they, they don't want to talk about the things that contribute to why they have to reevaluate their mental health. But also, um, if you are traveling through the air at, like, over 10 miles an hour, <laughs> having your mental space be clear and open and focused so that you don't land and completely wreck your whole life is very important to your physical performance. A lot of people would, you know, the arguments that they're saying is like, oh, there's nothing physically wrong with her. She should compete, blah, blah, blah. Oh, so you're saying I'm just not sad for no reason? Yes. Oh my gosh. Commodification of black bodies. You're saying I'm not just throwing a fit for no reason? You're throwing a fit for no reason. You're saying I'm just withdrawing for no reason because I'm depressed. No, actually, what they were like, oh, she didn't perform well in the other one, and that's why she was withdrawing. Which is just like, no, that's what? How dare you speak mm-hmm. ill of our queens like this? Yeah. But really, um, I think the larger issue is we're talking about we're talking about Simone Biles, right? Simone Biles. Okay. We're talking about Simone Biles. I mean, but we could we could even broaden this and talk about the way that like people in the Olympics have been talking about black women forever mm-hmm. anytime that they say that they've had enough of the bullshit of people I say people of judges of the Olympics mm-hmm. telling them that the <laughs> boundary breaking the record setting moves that they mm-hmm. have been doing and like the record setting performances that they are giving um, are not valid you know what I mean? Not giving the scores that they should or not accepting certain moves because nobody's done it before or because they don't think that people after them will be able to compete at the same level. Mm-hmm. Um, and then just expecting people to keep performing and keep generating money and profit for you while you literally sit there and tell them that their moves and their contributions are not valid and they're not going to be counted. like. Hmm, I would leave too. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, Earth is ghetto. I want to leave too. Like, come <laughs> on, like, Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? I hate you. You don't. You love me. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> you love me. But, you know, there's also this wave of punishing black women. Mm-hmm. And then right after they punish black women... Mm-hmm. 
raising or praising either white women or Asian women, any other woman really, besides a black woman, for almost like the exact same thing. Yeah, like imagine if like, you know, someone did like a new move and they were a white girl. I'm like, oh my God, we've never seen that before. Oh my God. Yes, WWE commentators, that's impossible. WWE commentators. Like they would be celebrating and like crowds would go fucking wild. And they would name the move after them and and they they would would, give it like the highest points. But where's Simone's grace? Where is, you know, what about Surya's grace with doing that one-footed backflip? Like, they never did that. They're like, oh, that's not something that we can do. So we're just not going to let you have it. And then, they, they, and then they'll integrate those moves later on. Yeah. When, when other artists and other athletes have had time to catch up. Yeah. When they've actually started training at another level. When they're like, and they'll oh, try, shit. They'll try to gaslight the crowd who's saying like, oh, we've never seen that before. So, and it's like, oh, 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 hold on. Wait a minute. We saw this 30 years ago. We saw this already. And like, now we have the internet. You can't, we have receipts. Something about not giving black women credit. Something about what? Something about not Flowers? black women <laughs> credit they'll sit there and just say like mm, nope 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 they're, they're not allowed it's like we are truly when when a pl- we are truly the superheroes of society but never given the gratuitous compliments that we deserve credits that we deserve not compliments because we don't need fucking compliments yeah we need fucking credit <laughs> Pay her, give her her due. Yep. Um, you know what I mean. And then it's, it it extends beyond that because now it's like cultural perspectives, right? Um, you have Shikari, and yep. she had literally like one day, mm-hmm. um, fucking the best excuse in the world. Not that you even need one, mm-hmm. but it was like a reporter comes and tells you that your mother has passed. Yeah. Doesn't give you a heads up in this interview. You're yep. living a very public life in the middle of yep. like the peak of your career. Yep. And it is in very stressful. Mm-hmm. So in that moment, you take care of your own mental health and you take care of yourself by using marijuana, right? And mm-hmm. then they want to suspend her. And then not even a month later, the Olympics are pushing um, all these articles about all of these other white athletes who are now incorporating CBD into their routines, and they are hailing them for finding natural ways to enhance their performances, to enhance their training, to take care of their well-being. Yeah. But you're going to punish Shikari for it? Yep. Huh? Yep. What? Yes. And let's talk about boundaries. Talk about boundaries. With Naomi Osaka. Naomi Osaka. Naomi Osaka just wanted to ask for boundaries. She just wanted boundaries. She was not ready to communicate because she needed some time. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, let's give a little brief on Naomi Osaka. Yeah, just a little, just a little brief. Let's talk about boundaries. Now, this wasn't particular to the Olympics. No, but it's it's still in relation to athletic culture. Athletic culture, athletes, athletes, and black black women, black women, (laughs) athletes and black women. So she is a um, black woman of mixed descent from Japan, and Mm -hmm. she's a tennis star, a star, she's a star, star. darling. And basically, when they're running these tours, you have all these like PR press packet things you have to do, and it's just like people don't understand that when you're a professional athlete, you're like getting up what three, four in the morning mm-hmm. to prepare yourself. You're doing your warm ups, you're working out, and then they wait till the very end of a very long day. Who knows how many matches they've had mm-hmm. to sit them down? And it's just like, oh, you've been up for 
like over 12 hours at this point and now you have to sit here and like smile and answer all these questions that you've been asked a million times before and um you would think like after all those interviews like people just start getting creative with their questions you just hope that like maybe all the questions are the same like what did you eat for breakfast today what's the best (laughs) breakfast i don't care about what you were thinking during the match what was your breakfast or it's like here maybe that might be a sports drink they're like here i want you to like promo this drink or i want you to promo this blah 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 and promo that and it's just like you are so freaking dead tired mentally physically you Mm -hmm. just want to stop you're like this is not what Mm -hmm. I signed up for Mm -hmm. I'm here to to be an athlete to do the sport and Mm -hmm. if I wanted camera time I would be on camera Mm -hmm. voluntarily and so basically she was like I'm not going to do this anymore Mm -hmm. and the problem again with people getting down on black athletes, it's because it's the commodification of black bodies, right? You don't care what her physical suffering is. You care because the sponsors now are like, hey, she was supposed to be here promoing my Gatorade or like talking about her athleisure wear, her power rate, what about my Red Bull? I need you to do Budweiser, Cola, get out there, Cola. (laughs) Some fat bastard behind the screen somewhere is like, oh, this black girl, she better get out there and promo my shit. for just not doing the PR. Yeah. Give her time. But like, also, she she's an athlete, and she's at such a level that she doesn't need it. You know what I mean? There's some athletes where they're coming up in the game, and they may need that publicity, but literally, her performance speaks for herself. I think yep. when you get to a certain level, you're like, yep. just like Simone Biles, she's at the peak of her game. Who's going to tell her shit? Nobody. Yep. Even if she's not there, it doesn't fucking matter. We already know who the winner is. Yep. It's her. It's her. It's she. She's the one. So that's what it is. Y'all don't want to give black women, black people their due. Y'all are fine. And it's not just sports. It's not just sports. To be clear, like the focus today is sports, but it's workplace environments where black women are just super high achievers. Not only that they're super high achievers, but you're not tolerating them. Let's be clear. They are tolerating you. Talk about super high achievers. Yeah. High achievers that tolerate your ass because they will sit there and they will do their job and they'll do their job right. They'll do their job effectively. And then for some reason, the flip is script where they are such high performers that suddenly they are not allowed to say anything, not allowed to express their feelings about a thing not allowed to help problem solve all of a sudden even though they're the biggest problem solvers passively because they can't directly problem solve because you'll stop them but yet but yet (laughs) but yet if they don't do anything they're first on the line to try to get cut so with that being said in all spaces not just workplace i'm talking about school i'm talking about music I'm talking about artists, like visual artists. I'm talking about even leaders. Like, like this happens to them all the time where it's like, we're expected to do so much to be considered so little. And so that's the thing where I get all messed up about like, yes, we're talking about like athlete culture, but like this stems not just here to be very clear on a closing note, like just saying like this happens everywhere. And then we're judged the harshest. 
we're judged absolutely the harshest if we don't get something done. And this is also like within within our relationships. This is like with like our friends. This is with everybody. Yes. I think it's also like when you do have to be high functioning and when you do mm-hmm. like when things rely like solely upon you, if you have a sick day and things, I think we've talked about this before. We're just like, if you are the reason the machine is running well mm-hmm. and if you are not able to like take a day off without the whole thing coming to an end, mm-hmm. um, that that's a problem in the work structure. That's mm-hmm. a problem in the workflow. But also it is a reason <laughs> of why people will then make you feel like you can't take a day off or they want to pressure you and they'll be like no you don't get to do this or you don't get to have space yeah suddenly like we're we're not allowed to have boundaries but you are imposing boundaries on us and it's like, just because you're literally needed <laughs> because no one else is stepping up to the plate and that's what it is with a lot of things no one else steps up to the plate harder than black women always always and everything Ugh. All right, so <laughs> speaking of stepping up to the plate. Ooh, the home plate. The, the home plate. plate. We're now in our nerdy, dirty segment yeah, of the welcome. podcast. Welcome to Nerdy and nerdy Dirty. Nerdy and Dirty. And I wanted to talk about, since things are reopening um, and people are going out and partying. And, and flirting. And flirting. And talking. And talking. And maybe they haven't had Get some in a long time. That you won't. Uh. And nobody knows how to socialize anymore because we all spend. I got that boom boom. Wow, you got that. that. You want? <laughs> Do you need to be drunk <laughs> to get that boom boom, boom <laughs> that you want? Hey, that's a that's a Britney Spears song. Is it? Also, we love Britney. Do we? Yeah, we, we love Britney. We love Britney. Go, sorry, Leave go on. Britney alone. Leave Britney alone. alone. Let that bitch go free. Fuck her family. Okay, go on. Seriously, <laughs> fuck her family. <laughs> Poor Brittany. Ooh. Poor, poor Brittany. She's she's getting there, though. She's getting there. Slowly, but surely. But no, the topic for our nerdy and dirty is um, alcohol and sex. Alcohol and sex. Because I, I think it's something that's worth talking about. I was recently um, out and about with friends, and I have a really high tolerance for alcohol, so if I'm going to go out and about, and I'm like usually the DAD because I'm not going to spend... All of my money trying to get drunk when it's like it's it's not gonna happen. By the time I'm drunk, my friends will be like passed out on the floor somewhere, like under a table. <laughs> You're just like sipping. What y'all y'all bitches? What is happening? <laughs> weak. <laughs> this is so weak. Weak sauce. So weak is, sauce. <laughs> weak spot. Weak spot. Yeah. <laughs> so it's fine. So I get to have like the leisure of looking around and looking mm-hmm. at other people act drunk um, and just observe some behaviors and what I was seeing was a lot of women getting real drunk but also men too but I've I've noticed this dynamic of like men just like you know not getting as toasty because they want to be able to take care of her which is like we want to forget that they didn't make us come oh wow that's why we drink to forget that you're probably not going to get that orgasm that you wanted sis yeah I mean at least it's fine to have dizzy sex right is it Druggy, drug dizzy sex. This is great. You're just like they're still like, wow, the room is moving. When it's really, it's your brain trying to handle all the alcohol that you've been drinking. (laughs) Um, and then it's just also like I'm witnessing like groups of friends go out, and I'm seeing a lot of people just shooting their shots. Like, oh, 
we've been friends since high school and we've never slept together but I'm gonna get real drunk and I'm gonna flirt with you today <laughs> and I'm gonna tell you today how I'm feeling and I just wonder um, if that alcohol fueled uh, sex rant was something that you would really like want to do so let's talk about alcohol Sober. and inhibitions yeah like, alcohol, you know, alcohol inhibitions. and inhibitions so like you know once you start drinking you know there's a lapse a growing lapse of judgment right where like the back thoughts of you are just like maybe especially if you're single when you're single and you're like interacting with like you may whoever you're attracted to you're like maybe but nah like you know that's the sober thought and then once you start drinking and you're like ooh, they make me they make me feel real cozy maybe we should get cozy yeah see for me i wonder like is the thought process that like you feel better about yourself and now you're gaining confidence to go talk to that person i think it's also to be and, and this is also kind of like the dark side of it the shitty thing is like yeah. oh i was drunk that part and i'm like like the implication of that phrase alone is oh i was drunk like they it's it's a it's a weird back door to like you know if you hook up with somebody that you are like yeah maybe and then you actually do and if that other person may catch feelings about it or not and it's a it's a very quick excuse to be like i mean it was fine whatever but we were drunk so i mean did it really mean something you know and that excuse happens more times than i hate to admit like because you know before me actually finally like slowing down and actually settling with with my boo my boo boo um a lot of the times where whether if it's me or the guy it's always been oh i was drunk do you think that has more to do about like people's own relationships to sex and like a little bit moral high grounds or just feeling i think there's like a weird let's see how do i put this i think there's like some sort of weird um implication like if the sex was whack then you don't want to make the person feel bad or like you don't want to feel bad because the sex is whack so you just want that one excuse to blame it on but here's the thing because like if you maybe if you didn't have like drunk dick then the sex wouldn't be whack well it's it's not about drunk dick it's it's a whole lot of things that could happen like what if you're too drunk and then like you barf in the person's bed like i've heard horror stories see like like, i don't want to i don't want that experience or you know or like you know the whole thing of um yeah like if they have like whiskey dick which is like a common thing that happens um where it's like it just doesn't come up it's just like oh okay well i mean obviously it's not gonna happen now so let's just call it a night like and you know and when sex is so weird because not weird sex is we- weird i was gonna say it again <laughs> sex, sex is weird sex is weird it's sex weird. is weird, sex is weird. Uh, um but there's also the um it makes you vulnerable right so like when you're sober and you have like all those insecurities that you're trying to like you know stuff in a in, in a bottle and not like reveal like they happen so um when you have sex sober you're like thinking too much there's more there's more um i guess inhibitions is the word we're using today there's more um thinking about it too much there's more looking around there's more being self-conscious about like Oh, like, you know, as a girl, like, am I going to bleed or am I, is there going to be like weird stuff that comes out on his, like, you know, on his <laughs> dick? <laughs> I was like, like, what are we, we going to use like, this situation? Because of like, you know, girls that have that natural like discharge because the, the, the vagina is a self-cleaning organ. 
where it's like it's always gonna clean itself out so like you it's not gonna be like like it's not gonna be like dust bunnies and shit don't get me wrong wow. but but there's always gonna be some sort of like fluid or like mucus well, so yeah, like so so like yeah that. so like when you are doing the thing with the guy you're just like oh my god i'm thinking about it too much like we don't know how much education they have about that and so there's that like we're being worried about it a bunch and then the vice versa where it's like oh i don't know if like what i'm doing is whack is my penis too small like interesting you know and then also like think about like women also down like with downstairs like we have different shaped like labias and like our flowers look different down there so like not all women have like the porn star clean cut like oh yeah pubis lips area we always there's always going to be some subjectivity like one lip might be longer than the other one lip might be larger than the other might there might be our inner humans? lips might be outer like you know, our innies might be outy yeah our innies might be outy so like there's always a bunch of self-consciousness where when you're drunk there's more of a Fuck it. Fuck <laughs> it. We're just we're, feeling good. We're just well, feeling I think good. We and should maybe try to normalize people then, like learning their levels <laughs> for alcohol. You know what I mean? Like, get get tipsy, get a little tipsy, but yeah. don't get like drunk because a, yeah, we talk about you know lowering your inhibitions, but then that also becomes problematic for consent because at what point are you just like no, nope, now you're too drunk to consent? Oh uh, yeah, we're intending to get this drunk. Yeah, and that's the that's the communication that needs to happen. Like, you know, there's always going to be one person in that in the two parties that's drunker than the other, right? And so <laughs> I I'm not going to lie, like there when I'm when I was like like hookup culture when I was like hooking up and stuff, like there was a couple times where I noticed that the other person was like more drunk than I was and then it turned from me being like drunk to I have like this thing called emergency mode right where, like, <laughs> like, wait a minute stop wait, we're, we're like now. yeah we're I'm drunk I'm like okay stop <laughs> do you need water do you need like electrolytes <laughs> do you need to go to the bathroom because there's one there was one time homie went to the bathroom didn't come back out and I opened the door and he's on the floor so it's like I'm like, okay, um, yeah, no, so this is not happening. Sex. Let me put my clothes back on. Let me help this boy to his bed, and then let me go home. Like, Normalize sober sex. Yeah, but and then there's also the other side of it where um, I think there was only one time someone was like, nah, you're too. I can't do it. And that, there was only one time that that happened. I appreciate that man. Whoever he was, thank yeah, you. We're gonna leave them unnamed because yeah, no, that's cool. But um, no, I mean, <laughs> we, don't, we don't have to be naming names on here. But naming names, naming names, dropping um, the hot topic. But I hate to say it, but it's less likely like that that happens. Like I got lucky. Yes, like, you did. Women typically don't get lucky like that. Where where if they're too drunk to do anything, that like, guy will back off and be like, okay, this is actually a better deal. They're actually they'll keep going. Yeah, I was gonna say, and then you have problems where they're you know. The man is then like, well, she was drunk and she wanted it. And she, she was drunk, was she like, wanted it. Yeah. I was passed out and had no way to tell you that I wanted it. Um, so, but, yeah, I think we should normalize just knowing and recognizing that everybody is insecure. Everybody is insecure. And if you're going to have sex with someone, I know it's like, like you said, hookup culture is real and there doesn't have to be like a huge um, romantic connection, but conversations should be mm -hmm. had. You know what I mean? And I don't think that you can... I'm scrunching because of a couple things. Go on. No, you're, what like, you're I saying just, is all the correct things. I don't like, get me wrong. You know They're I mean? all just the correct things. Some sober, some sober <laughs> sex is good. 
I think we should normalize having sober sex. Yeah, no, I I agree. Um, I certainly like doing that with my my bow. With your boo, my with your bow. bow. I know it's not um, the same. Like if you're not dating the person, like if you're just hooking up. But yeah, because like for me, it's like it's a fuck it thing. Like it fuck it, no pun intended. But it's like <laughs> it's one of those things where I'm like, if I'm if I see the person and no I'm just regrets. getting drinks. And I'm just like, okay, this is what's going on here. I have less inclination to be like, nah, but even though I want to, because like, you know, dry spells are a thing. Like people get all fucked up about dry spells. Um, And it's like, okay, let's go. Let's do this. And then I do the thing and I'm like tipsy and I'm like, okay, that was fun. And depending on how tipsy I tipsy I'm, I am, how tipsy are you? Um, I might stay the night or I might not. Like, I don't like staying the night because then I learned that like a guy's most deep dark secrets about their hygiene <laughs> that's something thereof. that's yeah and so that's the thing that I'm like okay thank god I was drunk and I didn't have to notice <laughs> the stains yeah <laughs> and then that's when you go do I need to go for a UTI appointment like it's <laughs> just like it's like so like that's the thing I also realized too is just like you know the fuck it mode and like don't get me wrong I, it's not that I wanted to sleep with a dirty boy it's just like you discover that you're sleeping with a dirty boy and then when you wake up and then you see everything you're like fuck you're like why did I do that it's like the meme it's like you think you deserve pussy with crumbs in your bed that are on my mind especially since I recently had an encounter where you know the friend did they have pop tarts and cookies in their bed they didn't have pop tarts and cookies no but they were they got drunk and were very like aggressively flirting with someone who like wasn't with it and was very like politely trying to turn them down but because they were already like so drunk and belligerent about it then that's when you get like the woo girls are like you're hot (laughs) you're so hot and sexy And he's just like, I'm trying to be a gentleman. You are lovely, but no. (laughs) Sexy. Sexy. And nobody, it's not a good look on anybody. Uh, Learn your limits. Yep. Get comfortable with yourself. Someone's going to watch this podcast and you're like, oh, see, this is what light girl skin, light skin girls deserve. Same with boys with crumbs in their bed. No, boys with crumbs in their beds. Uh, yucky, yucky. All right, well. mm. Nerdy and dirty. That was... That, that was, was very that was very dirty. Dirty. Yuck. Clean your fucking beds. Wow. Clean your bed. Vacuum like just wash your sheets once a week. God <laughs> damn it. Like change your not, towel. Change your towels. Don't use the same washcloth for your balls on your face. It's a bit, it's a thing. Stop using your goddamn hands. Use a washcloth. We love you. We love you all. Y'all act like mom. Y'all act like your mama was like being so pushy with cleaning yourselves correctly when really she was showing you the way. The way. Here's the way. Leading the way into the way. Just nerdy. Just nerdy. Did you know what today is? 
Today is the first, which means it's National Spider Man Day. Because Stan Lee, great as he was, first released Spider Man in August of 19 something. Dear God, who knows? But I think it's like the 58th year of Spider Man. Favorite Spider Man? That's not Spider Man, that's Kyle Bebop. Okay, I was gonna say, I was like, wait a minute, that's the wrong. One, two, three, get it. I was like, wait, Kyle Um, Actually, so my favorite Spider Man was not. I mean, the meme goes like this Toby Maguire was memorable. But I do like Tom Holland. Tom Holland is pretty good. Yeah, it was cute. And I do love, I did love um, uh, Into the Spider-Verse with yes. Miley Morales. Yes, yes, yes. Miles Morales. Um, my favorite Spider-Man character, though, is Felicia Hardy. I like okay. Black Hat. I really love Black Hat. Huzzah. Yeah. She's my girl. She's your girl. 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 Sorry. Um, yeah, no, I, I think I like Spider-Man for a long time. So I used to watch the cartoon, like the old one where like, where, uh, the Osmond family, like Norman and I forgot the son's name, Ozzy, not Ozzy. What am I saying? Anyway, but yeah, they had like the, um, they had like the red, like the red black waves, like they were do-ragging it up in their home in their Oscorp building. Nice. Like, they had one culture. <laughs> that's the one family that was do-ragging in their house in the cartoon. Nice. Nice, nice, nice. They uh, have the waves. Yeah, it was the Goblin family. Um, Yeah, Green Goblin and all that stuff. So like that was cool. Um, Yeah, like I watched the cartoon growing up um, and then... I also played a lot of the video games too. Like I played the one on Dreamcast, which was really cool. Wow. Yeah, like the one, like the old one, like where it it's very much like the 2019 version of Spider-Man on the PS4, um, where you, you sling all through the city, you do all these side missions. A lot of the side missions were actually very tricky. They were very hard <laughs> because there was like a time aspect to completing them. I mean, there is some of the same things in the current two Spider-Mans where it's like, Spider-Man 2019 and um, Spider-Man Miles Morales, mm-hmm. which I'll get into that in a second. Um, but yeah, like I really liked playing that game because you get to you get to fight everyone. I think you get to fight you fight Carnage, who was like the main villain in that old Dreamcast one. Um, but I think you get to fight um, Rhino, and you get to fight Venom. I think Venom makes an appearance, and I also really I have a soft spot for Venom. Like, Venom's, like, one of my favorite, like, villains in yeah. Spider-Verse. Yeah. Venom's pretty sweet. Yeah. But um, the 2019 Spider-Man did very well with the landscape of New York. Like, they got all the different districts. So they got Harlem. They got, like, the cent- um, Central Park, that area. Um, they got, like, all the other different parts of New York. So I really like that because you're able to kind of just, like, scope the whole landscape of it. Um, and same thing with Miles Morales, it was the same deal. Like, I really liked all the different suit modifications. Like, they really brushed on, like, how Spider-Man was, like, not only a journalist, but also a scientist. And also, um, you know, I wish there was a way to incorporate more uh, J. Jonah Jameson. 
<laughs> like, I'm not gonna lie, like, I wish they would have incorporated more of that. Um, but I also really appreciate that they use the same actor for J. Jonah in all of the movies. Like, all of the movies. What's his name? I, I was like, the continuum! He was on Whiplash. Um, Whip. Whiplash. Jonah but now that we've Googled and fact-checked, yes, 1962 was when Stanley first introduced Spider-Man to the world. So that means we have had, ooh, math, mathity math, 57 years. Peter Parker is old. Peter Parker is old. And then, uh, yeah, he's just slinging the webs. I didn't, did you ever read the comics? I didn't really read the comics, so I kind of miss the comic hype, like with my nerdisms, Mm -hmm. um, that I wasn't a big comic reader. I watched all the media, though. I watched all the media, and I saw all the music behind it. Um, So that was my whole deal. Yeah, I was like, my Spider-Man knowledge is so so spotty, because I got comics that were, like, passed down from my brother, because he's 10 years older than me. So I had comics, but then I didn't really watch, like, any of the animation series. Mm -hmm. And then, like, Tobey Maguire was, like, my first, like, on-screen Spider-Man J.K. Simmons plays as J. Jonas. Nice. J. J. Jonah. Um, but he's in all of them. I think he was in Venom. He was in the most recent Spider-Man. He was in the old one with uh, Tobey Maguire. Like, <laughs> the old one. Yeah. They're like, they're like, J.K. Simmons, can you? He goes, yes. Yes, absolutely. That no question. Don't give. A, I don't give a shit about what my previous contract says. Yes, I am him. He knows he's him. Like that's. <laughs> I'm him. I'm him. Yeah. Um. There's the one version of Spider-Man I missed. I didn't really get to get to experience the Andrew Garfield version. Oh. Yeah, like, I only saw the Tom Holland version and the Tobey Maguire version. Um, and then that was it. Like, because also, uh, Holland, Tom Holland's version was also in the MCU movies. Okay. Like, he was in the Avengers. Like, he was, like, working with uh, Tony Stark on a lot of stuff. Nice. So that was that integration. But, no, I didn't really get to see him, um... I didn't really get to see him in... I didn't get to see Andrew Garfield's films at all. Like, I was just kind of like, whatever about it. Yeah. yeah. It might have been too soon. There's so many different versions of Spider-Man that it's just like... It's kind of like Batman, right? Where I might have missed a, bat, a, a version of Batman. I think I missed the uh, the one for the, uh, the Justice League movies. Ooh, yeah. I missed that one, too. Yeah. I've been slacking. Slacking on my movies. Yeah, I didn't watch any of the Justice League. All I know is that Henry Cavill is Superman, and that was a good decision. (laughs) That was a good decision, because I have a dumb crush on Henry Cavill. A dumb crush. (laughs) I loved him since the Tudors. I'm like, he's the hottest guy on the cast, no questions asked. No questions asked, and this was before he got all, like, yoked up for The Witcher. (laughs) I still haven't seen The Witcher. (laughs) Told you. Slacking. Slacking slacking but yeah no congratulations spider-man like it's been i i love the fact that now we're getting into a point of comic book movies that now we're messing with the different timelines of when things happen in the universe so for example into the spider-verse was an introduction of like multiverses of diff of the same hero so like you had you had Miles Morales. You had Peter Parker going through it. Going through it. You had a different. He was grown. He yeah. was adulthood. He's like, I got a divorce. Adult I got a beer belly. I gained all this weight. Yeah. <laughs> it's a living this hot. Yeah. Adult swim got him. <laughs> it's such a good challenge. Um, yes. 
but uh yeah like i re- i remember that and then like now same thing with loki which isn't it's marvel still like they're messing with the different timelines with that as well so like um i'm really liking that now we're kind of venturing in from like instead of like static stories about these superheroes that we're now tr- like not evolving but transitioning into that there is different universes yes so because there was different universes for all these different heroes especially i can't wait till they start with start it with um x-men yes X-Men's yes because there's so many different versions of jean gray that hasn't been like so touched many on. jean grays but also with the whole like tva like mm-hmm. now people are just like with the cosplay community being just like oh like there's really no excuse for anyone to like try and pick on a cosplayer mm-hmm. about like their size or like the individual aspects that they're bringing to this cosplay because they That's could just right. be like, I'm a fucking variant. Like, get out of here. What are you yes. talking about? Yes. Thank you, thank you, thank yes. you. Uh, representation to the max. I'm excited to see yeah. what people are going to be doing now that there's just like, you want to be a crocodile with antlers? Fucking do it, Loki. Yes. Like, let's go. <laughs> let's go. Let's do it. Yeah. I cannot wait. I can't wait. But yeah, no, kudos to Spider-Man. That was my shit growing up. And now I'm like glad to see that um, that there's another year here. So it's another year. Yeah. So um, a couple other things. Um, I heard that South Korea is cracking down on curfews with yeah. a particular game called uh, with Minecraft. Minecraft. So Minecraft is now rated R in South Korea. <laughs> it's like the most sweetest now, game. The only people I know who play Minecraft are are people who are under the age of 16 and the occasional, like, 55-year-old who plays. Who was like, I've been playing Minecraft since it came out. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, bro, but you do realize, like, when you're chatting with people on the PS4 and it's children, it's a little weird. But I digress. So, <laughs> I degrease. I degrease. I degrease. I degrease. Um, but, um, yeah, like, so um, that's happening, which is, uh, so South Korea is like, no, we're cracking down because people are playing it all day, every day, and which is also called the Cinderella Law. So. Yeah, so the Cinderella Law is supposed to prevent kids from hanging out online, like, all night. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> to be um, 16 and older. It might even be like 19 and older. And so like the work around for that was that you had to have um, like an Xbox Live some kind of profile for that to play Minecraft. <laughs> because it's rated R. That's, <laughs> I think it's so, it's like kind of endearing but also like WTF. <laughs> it's sweet. It's sweet. It's just funny because it's like that's it's it's like there's already a culture with like making sure that you are you're sticking with your guns with your teen that you're sticking with your guns with discipline and that you're sticking with your guns with it's just making sure that everything's orderly and you know parents are supposed to do that the parents are supposed to look at their kids and say turn that shit off or <laughs> or we'll send you to North Korea <laughs> shit. <laughs> North Korea, <laughs> South Korea. Yeah, the South Korea. Like, you better turn your game off. Oh, I see. You over the border. Oh no! Right? Oh, no. Who knew? Oh no! Oh no! <laughs> oh no! 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 Terrible! No. Terrible! Um, terrible! Yeah. So. There's that, and so now, like, the law has stepped in and said, nope, this isn't happening. We're going to turn off all your guys' Wi-Fi. We're going to turn off the whole country's Wi-Fi. Jesus. <laughs> Go to your room! <laughs> Shutting it down. 
down. They oh, shut it all so down. Funny. But yeah, so there is a workaround, but now Minecraft is rated R only in South Korea, which I just get a kick out of because it's, it's such a sweet, cute, yeah. innocent Like game. I said, the only people I know who play that game, because you think rated R is applicable to adults, right? Just applicable to adults, nothing else, but now... Or, but it's like, typically, like, you have to be rated R for something, like, for violence, for language... But there's for literally nudity. for new for nudity. Look at the nudity. There's no nudity. The lunacy. <laughs> the nudity. The lunacy. The nudities. There's nothing in Minecraft that would really trigger a parent other than the fact that it's enjoyable and they don't mm. want their children playing until three in the morning. It's great. All right. All right. All right. Fine. Righty then. Fine. 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 Uh, no, I love that. I mean, not love that. I think it's just funny. I think it's just a comical <laughs> thing. I hope there nothing else develops more than, like, just telling your kids to go to bed. Well, like, like also in terms of, like, <laughs> impinging upon people's freedoms and rights, like, telling you that you shouldn't play a video game until three in the morning is not, it's not the worst of things. It's not the worst of things, though. So good job, South Korea, keeping your children focused. Yep. You guys got it. You're winning. I mean, it's funny because it's like now Minecraft is training you for desk jobs. You just got to train yourself to stay at the desk all day. It's true. Darkness. Okay. Darkness. <laughs> Corporate. Last but not least on, on Just Dirty, we just want to congratulate King Vader and his debut for Hood Dragon Ball Z Part 2, Goku vs. Zamas. But yeah, he he uh, debuted at DreamCon. Yes. Which I also had FOMO about. You guys were wilding out at DreamCon. Wilding at DreamCon. I thought work contest. Girl, there was booty, booty butt, booty butt, booty butt chicks. Yeah, and I was like, I thought BlurredCon was going to get that wild, but DreamCon just took it to a whole new ass level. I feel like like BlurredCon was like, oh, come along, all of us cute blurs. And then DreamCon was like, yeah, all y'all nasty freaks come over. (laughs) Freak a freak. Bring your cosplays. (laughs) Bring your whole ass with partying. Yes, that's they, exactly what happened. They got to the nucking and got the, the bucking. <laughs> oh, God. Wow. Yeah, you guys wow, are wilding wow. out. No, but I loved it. Like, there was a group picture of all the all the uh, the cool anime, uh, black anime squad, like King Vader and his crew, Mark Phillips and his crew. Um, a lot of the popular cosplays from LA, like they all took a picture and I'm like, this is so cute. This is like odd future, but free anime. Like I love this so much. And I love seeing communities build like that. That, that is straight up community. Community. Yeah. So, uh, King Vader, um, we all know filmer, 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 film director. (laughs) Filmer, filmer, filmer. Film director who's very who's very well known for doing all his like anime spoofs with uh, the dancing and the Millie Rockin and the and, and like and his unique take on ad incorporating hip hop into his uh, film spoofs. Yes. So he's done this with. Um, I don't think he's a. Uh, I think one of my favorite ones, which is a non-anime one, is like where he did one with Swipey, which is an old, um, not old, but he was a rap artist who passed away. But like, he had the song, that's my best friend, that's my best friend, go best friend, and he's doing like the waving thing, like, because that was like the unique take on his videos where he had the camera going back and forth with the person that's focused on, which looked really cool and very, very like urban and hip hop. Um, But that was in correlation of... um, What's that movie called? Get Out? Yeah, and so that was like my favorite one. It's a very early one, but that was like my favorite one because it was just like, I watched that like 10 times during that week, just being like 10 times a day that week because I'm like, wow, this is really catchy. It's really catchy. 
So anyway, um, but yeah, so like other than that, he's done like Hood Naruto, he's done like Hood Bleach, like even his <laughs> friends. Um, like I just love the friends that come out. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah. he gets his people and they do the damn thing. Everybody is so dedicated. Yeah. And so in, in Hood Dragon Ball Z, speaking of friends, like one of his uh, frequent guys that were who always does films with him is Pierre Steps. And Pierre Steps does his takes on anime spoofs as well. Like he's done Kingdom Hearts. He does Dragon Ball Z all the time. Uh, he also does a uh, culture on like dating culture sometimes where like he'll have um, some films with, I think her name is like Jenna Babas or something like that from LA. And like, they just do like these dumb skits about like dating and stuff. And so, um, but yeah, he got him in there and he was just the perfect Vegeta. It was, he was just like the perfect, like his hair was up. And like, you can tell like, you know, whenever King Vader does all of his movies, like, or his, like his short films, like it's always like, budget costume because that's part of the allure and that's part of the comedy it's hood. but, it's but great. how this one was filmed like with hood dragon ball super like it was like the costumes were still kind of budget but at the same time like because we were so dedicated to his craft prior that you're just like everything here is just beautiful and everything that was done the storytelling is just so good like it's just so good like you had you have like the opening sequence like Bulma's on the phone like bitching about something as Bulma does as Bulma do as Bulma do and then like you have like you know Pierre steps and cross hands just looking out into the distance because that's what Prince Vegeta does he's just contemplating and, ignoring, like, ignoring 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 he's just this like, bitch how <laughs> he's like how do I defeat Kakarot like that's what his eyes were saying you don't know what he's saying because it's just so silent and just scowling in the distance but it was like pierre's like way of doing it i'm like dude this is vegeta this that's how vegeta acts like just scowling in the distance trying to figure out the next thing of how to defeat kakarot it's me goku (laughs) (laughs) yeah he's not not goku's not knocking on his door anymore so vegeta has to go chase after him it's me vegeta (laughs) kakarot But, like, how they did, like, these really cool effects where it's, like, you know, like, the opening entrance, like, the big landscape, the the animations with the power-ups, how they got the hair to go from blue to silver because of the, And then the fusion dance. It was just so good. And then at the end, the part where I teared up because, like I said... <laughs> The part where I teared up, it's after all the battle stuff. Like, they also had, uh, they had Goku Black and they also had Zamasu, um, in there. Um, so that was a good fight. But, like, at the end where it was just, like, you, you see, you see Vegeta and I think you see Goku and you see Piccolo show up. But it's just a silhouette of the back of them, right? You don't see their face and you just hear the overdub of what they sound like. And, like, how the music was going along with, like, the scenic take on it. I was like my heart like the feelings my feelings my feelings I'm not gonna lie I loved Dragon Ball Z growing up I loved everything that was on Toonami growing up because it was the escape from yes. reality like yes. you you go to school you go home you deal with all the bullshit in the projects and you deal with all the bullshit at school and then you go home and you got to watch this thing where you see people who are just empowered to be more powerful it's the same thing with Sailor Moon like people are empowered to feel more powerful like it's just like one of those things where they're just really working on their self you're like wow I want to be like them, you know, and you're just like a, like a, a little dingy, like an eight year old, nine year old kid just watching this like, wow, I want to be super powerful like them, even though you can't really have powers. I'm like, how many, how, how many hours did you spend just, ah, I mean, there's sometimes when you're constipated, you got to do that on the wow. personal plane, you just got to do it. 
Terrible. Terrible. <laughs> but it was things. just so good. So I, you know, King Vader, your whole crew, like everyone, I yes. like you guys did the deed. Like I loved this and I can't wait till what you do next. I'm always looking to see what you're doing next. I'm always like monitoring what your homies are doing too. Like I love all the stuff that Pierre releases. I love all the stuff that, mm, I love all the stuff that Minicon produces, even though sometimes you're a little extra. <laughs> oh, sometimes you're a little extra. And and so like, so yeah, I'm always I'm always happy to see like what's up next with you. So like you know, congratulations, dude. I think I think he's like now 25 and just young kid just all doing these the youngins thing. killing it. Like I yeah. kid you not, I'm just seeing more and more young people like absolutely freaking slaying, and I'm just I'm here for it. I'm here for it. All right, so um. Call to action. Back at it again with these tours. I'm happy that you guys are all musicians doing the thing. Um, I And we probably have such a short window to do this because, you know, variants are going crazy. And I mean Corona variants. I'm not talking about people variants. Um, so with that being said, be careful, guys. Like, now that you're touring, there's a lot of people who are in very bad spots in their life. And so they think by being in a bad spot that they have to take from others. So unfortunately... Um, friend, close friend of mine, uh, Megaran, um, was on tour. He was on the uh, Four Horsemen tour, I believe, and he got his shit snatched. Uh, someone broke up his window, took all of his equipment, took his computer, took everything. Like, and it's the stuff that he needs to actually do his performances. I'm sure. Don't get me wrong. In the world of the cloud, there might be some stuff backed up, but regardless of this, of the fact that computer is like two to four grand, like the stuff on his dr hard drives are like like maybe 200 to $400, like, you know, his backpack, anything that was in his backpack, his merchandise, to order merchandise, it's expensive. Apparel is expensive. It's not easy to come across. So, um, so yeah, so if you guys are out there, just, you know, if you guys want to help, help Megaran out, who's the most humble, yes, humble, he's a sweetie. humble rap artist that I know, um, just buy some of his music off of Bandcamp. Go to his band camp, go to his PayPal, just put in some money in there, just like be like, hey dude, I'm so sorry that's what happened. And don't get me wrong, like he's not like devastated where he's just gonna like fall to the ground and crumble, like crumble, but like it's it's one of those things where it's like it does throw a huge wrench in what his whole life duty is to do. Like he And not only that, but he does so much for the community in terms of like helping other artists come on. Like he's always there to be like, oh, like, you need somebody to help co-host this, or, oh, like, you need help organizing this, or, oh, like, you need somebody to, like, give you a beat for this. Like, he's he got He's your index. Yeah, like, he's, he's that awesome. guy. And he gives everybody shine. Like, yeah. no matter what, he remembers you. He... He got he got the memory of an elephant, you know, heart of gold. Like he's genuine, just genuine. It just being. sucks to see something like this happen to good people. So yeah, if you guys are out there and you need to help a homie out, go help out Megaran. Check out his Bandcamp. Like I said, Bandcamp is the best place to purchase his music. Um, and also same deal, go on his Patreon. Like to start, maybe subscribe to him on his Patreon. Um, you know, that's the best way to help him get up on his feet. Even though no matter how injured he is, he's just gonna get back up and go right to it. So. Kudos to you, Megaran. You're the most resilient guy, but you did not deserve that. You did not deserve that. Uh, so that's my call to action of this week. So Big Move Monday. Yes. Oh, my gosh. So typically we also use Big Move Monday for local artists. Um, mm -hmm. But this week we are going to shout out 
an East Coast artist, a New York artist. Mm-hmm. He is a poet mm-hmm. um, and a writer by the name of Rainmaker. Um, he's recently put out um, a book called To My Future Wife. He also does photography. So he's done the photography that's on the cover for that book. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's been doing poetry and he's been writing for like 20 some odd years. He's also a performance artist, but mm-hmm. he's been excellent black man. Um, been working on a series of workshops lately um, addressing specifically like racism and in this culture of celebrities, mm-hmm. you know, race is at the forefront of everyone's mind and nobody, especially if you're white, wants to be labeled as a racism, as, as a racist, especially if you have a public persona, like people out here are really scared of being canceled. And so being the brilliant fucking black man he is mm-hmm. he was like well let's see if we can't address this issue and has come up with um, a series of workshops to for white people who are basically trying to prove either to themselves or to the outside world that they're not racist um, he's done one now it's called um, the anatomy of a lynching where he's basically created this like full immersion mm-hmm. experience for these people um, and it's like, it's, it's intense. It's like literally like a four day thing. And he, mm-hmm. the, the purpose is to get people to recognize their own prejudices, mm-hmm. to actually recognize the, um, weight and the traumas that black people carry around with them every day. You know, he's like the, some of the goals for this is just to have these individuals take what they've experienced Mm-hmm. And the feelings that they carry back with them, and just to know now when they are looking at the people who are around them, whether mm-hmm. they be white or whether they be black, and to know maybe some of the limits of your friends and to how yeah. to actually be a good ally because now you have this feeling, you have this experience albeit, you know, secondary or learned, yeah. right? Trauma, but now you have an awareness and you are able to have better informed conversations with the people who are around you and they will also better inform your own actions you know you might think twice before you start posting about whatever it is you think black people should be doing or you might you know or even hurting your black friends by being like hyper patriotic too like that too there's like very passive things that you wouldn't think that would affect their well-being but it does like it's just finding your own prejudices figuring out your internal biases, presenting them on the table for your self-learning. Because, you know, your Black friends aren't responsible for your own education. But at the same time, remember that if you don't educate yourself, you're going to hurt them. You're hurting them, pass- like, whether if it's direct or passive, it's going to hurt them because they are going to have to reevaluate how they connect with you. you yes, know? that part. But I think it's also, like, just moving through everyday spaces you know, maybe you did not have an awareness mm-hmm. of, you know, that black single mother that's always in the shopping center with you who you notice, like, the store's staff is always following her around, but they never follow you around. And now you have the wherewithal to be like, yo, that's fucked up. And can maybe, like, help and, and you stand can in for up. her at yeah. some point. Yeah. So the work he's doing is incredible. Uh-huh. Um, I just think it's, like, the most boss move. It is the most boss move. I think for it's, any... It's very brave. It's too. very because like it it's really so hard to be somebody in a black body to just 
say like this is the time to do this this is the time to do that that, and like how is it going to implicate in my own network of what the work that i'm doing because it can be received well or depending on who you're surrounded by it can be negatively received and so you're going to have to like you know now put yourself in a new place where that's accepted and so it's just it's it's very tough to bring up these conversations because everyone doesn't want to be like why do we have to make it about race but everyday life like what we talked about earlier with Simone Biles with Shikari Richardson like what we talked about with black women it's always about race whether if they say it's because they're black or if they're just trying to find ways to not say it but imply that it's because that they're black so it's just yeah no these are needed yeah it's it's um a needed conversation it's a nuanced conversation Mm -hmm. and I just think that um with him being the type of individual that he is with all of his years of knowledge his years of writing his years of like navigating through these um emotional spaces of vulnerability and Mm -hmm. being so secure in his own self to be able to have a Mm -hmm. space to do this work in is incredible so Mm -hmm. big move monday rainmaker please go check out um his book to my future wife he has a few other um poetry anthologies that you can check out if you just look him up so yes Mm -hmm. i am so happy that like People like him exist in our world. Thank you. Yep. yep. Thank you. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, that comes to a close for today. Thank you so much for listening to Lady Blurred Sings the Blues. You can find us on Spotify, Apple Pods, and our original home, SoundCloud. SoundCloud. Don't forget that we're also on YouTube. So if you guys prefer that visual cue here. Look at our cute faces. You can see us here. Um, you can also follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Lady Blurred's Podcast for questions and suggestions about the show. Don't be afraid to email us at don'tcastndrive at gmail.com. Don't cast and drive at gmail.com. All right, but that comes to a close. We will see you guys next time. Bye. 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 Bye.